Hey guys, uh, today I want to talk to you about something that's a little bit controversial, uh, and I'd say it's especially uh, tricky for a lot of parents who are raising children. Um, I want to talk about magic. Um, so this is this is something that um, a lot of Christians, a lot of followers of Jesus, uh, debate over or disagree uh, with each other on, and so. I don't know. I, I see this as a as an important topic and a topic that I'm that I really enjoy and that I like studying and learning about. Um, but I think I think the one of the main issues uh, when we talk about magic is one we have to you know define terms. We have to define some words, which I'm I am not the best at. Um, so I'll. I'll Try to try to be helpful. Um, obviously, I'm looking to a lot of other uh, people that have done a lot of homework for me, and so I just want to help relay that uh, to you guys to, um, yeah, help give you guys uh, hopefully a a better view of magic, and and so we also need to look at the scriptures to see what the scriptures say. Um, and especially it gets tricky when, you know, scripture doesn't use specific words very much, whether it's magic or whether it's even, you know, the word, even technology isn't used. Um, but there are, are things that relate to technology, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and so then how do you, how do you define um, what those things are? And so I will... Um, do my best, but I also want to give you guys a, so I, this is a topic that I, um, yeah, really, really, uh, interested in. And so it, it was a topic that I, I saw a need for, uh, just within the, the, within the church and the world. And so, um, I have a tendency of looking for what's missing in the world and that can be sometimes helpful, but also sometimes detrimental uh, because I, I got to be careful uh, with it that it doesn't uh, lead me to discontentment um, and just constantly critiquing and judging everything around me. And so, but there's a right way to critique and there's a right way to judge. And, um, but when it comes to magic, it's just uh, one of those areas that I feel like we as followers of Jesus have not really tackled very well, or there's just not a lot, I guess, out there, or, and I, I definitely think there are some, some helpful things out there, but I think they, um, I had to do a lot of work just to, you know, compile it, and so I, the plan is to, uh, hopefully maybe one day <laughs> write a book, uh, on magic, um, and I initially started it, um, some time ago, but I actually want to give you guys a preview of it and just kind of the intro, kind of whet your appetite, give you a little flavor of what I want to dive into. Uh, and there's so many avenues and routes that we can go down. And you're like, well, really? Like, I mean, it's just, it's just magic. What, what, what do we need to talk about? <laughs> so, uh, but I will explain to you uh, all the thing, all the roads that we can go down. And so... And hopefully open your eyes to see uh, maybe the world a little bit differently. And and hopefully open your eyes to see some more 
magic in the world and really see how how wonderful this uh, world and how wonderful our creator is and so let me let me start off um let me just give you a preview of this and then um i'm guessing this will probably be multiple episodes um i just finished not finished i <laughs> I uh, picked up Orthodoxy by G.K. Chesterton um, tonight and just reading through Ethics um, of Elfland. If you've never read that, one, if you've never read Chesterton, pick him up and read him. Orthodoxy is a great uh, place to start nonfiction-wise. Um, uh, but uh, his, his chapter called Ethics on Elfland is, is one of my favorites in, in the book. And uh, I'll maybe have to have an episode on that. Um, but definitely uh, got me excited and wet my appetite to just, uh, it's just, su- he just has such good reminders and such good, like, oh man, <laughs> how, uh, how easily for- we forget um, just the, the importance and just how incredible life is um, and just humanity itself. Um, so, Go check Chesterton out. I got an episode on Chesterton if you want to um, see how I present him and sell him to you. Um, but here here we go. Here's a intro into my uh, the book that I'm kind of working on. So I'm giving you a little, um, little, um, little look into it. So here we go. Wake up. You are on a ball of molten lava, flying around a ball of fire at Mach 86. And all the while, you are being sucked down by some kind of invisible force. You are breathing from a windbag, and someone is making your heart beat. You are here amidst millions of stars and planets and galaxies. You are dust and water made alive. You are a picture of an eternal being. The chance that you are here is like one in eight million. Someone else could be you, but they aren't. You didn't choose to be here. Neither did I. I want to take you to the unknown, the mystery, the magic. I'd say buckle up, but there aren't any buckles. We don't control this. So take a deep breath. You aren't guaranteed another one. So magic defined. Isolated words do not lack meaning. Rather, they have the potential for conveying too much meaning. Many everyday words have a dozen or more senses. Uh, This is a quote by David Crystal in uh, his book, How How Language Works. So before we head off into the weeds, I want I wanted to briefly mention how tricky language can be and that many meanings can be conveyed through one word. So when we talk about magic, I want us to be on the same page, even though some may disagree. I want to convey the right meaning of the word, and I will begin by trying to define what I mean by magic. Why write about magic? Because it is everywhere, and we can't escape the magic in the world and in your Bible. And I believe that all the magic, wonder, mystery, and unexplained realities point us to Jesus. And I want you to know him more deeply and intimately. Now let me stop for a moment and show you how I use the word magic. I used it next to specific words to convey the meaning or the synonyms of wonder, mystery, and unexplained realities. The Oxford Dictionary defines magic this way. The power of apparently influencing the course of events by using mysterious or supernatural forces. Or it can mean wonderful, exciting. G.K. Chesterton said, If you take away the supernatural, what remains is unnatural. 
Now, biblically speaking, everything created is supernatural. It was spoken by God. It is not a clock God wound up and let it go. No, God spoke and stars, dragons, humans, and galaxies were created. And God continues to speak. If he, could, if he stopped speaking you, you would cease to exist. This is God's magic word and God's magical world. It is a wonder all of this is here. And it is all to point to the beautiful glory of God. So this is a quote by uh, Doug Gresham. He says, The difference between magic and science is that magic is what we freely confess we do not understand. Science is what we pretend we do understand. The primary difference between God and man is that God knows what he's doing and we don't. So Doug uh, Gresham, he is uh, C.S. Lewis's stepson, if you're, if you're curious. So as I write this book, I'll be using the word magic in the exciting, wonderful, mysterious, don't understand, super ki- supernatural kind of way. Unless the context says otherwise, as in evil magic and magic that is forbidden in scripture. Now to, now to some obje- ob- objections that some might have in how I use this word. Uh, some might say that scripture clearly condemns magic, so let's not call it good. I agree to the extent of what the Bible means when it condemns specific magic, but remember what meaning is it using? Because there can be multiple meanings. Another objection might be, Scripture uses it in a negative light, so don't use it in a positive. To that I will quote Jeremy Larson. Quote, We should not feel guilty for using mythology or magic to talk about supernatural events any more than John Piper should feel bad for appropriating the term hedonism. Piper writes, to the objection that the term hedonism carries connotations too worldly to be redeemed, I answer with the precedent of Scripture. If Jesus can be described his, if Jesus can describe his coming as the coming of a thief, if he can extol a dishonest steward as a model of shrewdness, and if the inspired psalmist can say that the Lord woke from sleep like a strong man shouting because of wine, then it is a small thing for me to say the passion to glorify God by enjoying him forever is indeed Christian hedonism. End quote. So John Piper uses the word hedonism and talks much about Christian hedonism. Other words in scripture are often seen in a negative light, like passion, imagination, and jealous. But as we can see, we use these words in different ways, including positive ways like God is a jealous God. The imagination can be a flame for the beauty of God, and our passion can be for Jesus. So when I start writing about Jesus' magic or the magic of life, you shouldn't be appalled. If you think I shouldn't be dabbling in magic, I'm not. But I also am. Get my point? We cannot say why an egg, and this is a quote from Chesterton, quote, we cannot say why an egg can turn into a chicken any more than we can say why a bear could turn into a fairy prince. When we are asked why eggs turn into birds or fruits fall in autumn, we must answer exactly as the fairy godmother would answer if Cinderella asked her why mice turned to horses or her clothes fell from her at 12 o'clock. We must answer that it is magic. It is not a law, for we do not understand its general formula. It is not a necessity, for though we can count on it happening practically, we have no right to say that it must always happen. The only words that ever satisfy me as describing nature are the terms used in fairy books, charm, spell, enchantment. They express the arbitrariness of the fact and its mystery. A tree grows fruit because it is a magic tree. Water runs downhill because it is bewitched. The sun shines because it is bewitched. End quote. Now let's talk about technology for a moment. We are called in scripture to use technology. God told Adam to cultivate the land. How do you do that? With tools. How do tools come about? Technology. Tools are a form of technology. 
and we can use tools for furthering God's kingdom. However, let us be careful as we should be careful with magic. Look at our screens and smartphones. They can do incredible things. We can see someone across the world like a sorcerer's stone. We try to be our own God by trying to be omnipresent, everywhere present. Through social media, we try to gain power and control over people through them following us and liking us. So before we condemn magic, let's see technology as magic. It can be used for ill or for good. What is the heart behind it? And do we have the authority to use it for a certain way? I think we deceive ourselves by thinking technology is is neutral and safe because there is a button behind it and the word technology isn't found in the Bible. Well, neither is the word trinity. Just remember there is an actual crystal in your smartphone that captures images. Crystal is a magic word. There is such a thing as bad magic and magic that is evil. If you want to read one of the most powerful anti-magic books out there, read The Lord of the Rings. Tolkien weaves a tale about trying to destroy a magic ring that corrupts and enslaves. And yet his book is filled with good magic that highlights beauty, wonder, art, language, history, and story. The paradox of magic. Life is filled with paradoxes, and as Chesterton said, man is most comforted by paradoxes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end there uh, just to give you guys a, yeah, a little bit of a flavor of kind of what I'm working through. And, uh, you know, I want to get into... Um, you know, a little bit more of the magic controversy, you know, God's deep magic as, as, uh, Lewis refers to in Narnia, um, talk about magic in the Bible, uh, which probably pretty lengthy. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, just God's creation, you know, looking at animals and the heavens and just everyday things. And so then ultimately just get to Jesus. And so, um, that's, uh, yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoyed and, um, if you guys have questions, um, feel free to email me at ben at bennash.co. Um, I don't know if you knew, but I, I got a website there. I'm not doing much with it right now, uh, but you can definitely uh, check it out. Um, um, but you can, uh, email me through my website. I'd, uh, love to hear your guys' questions and, um, and uh, just have some conversations. And so um, feel free to email me there. And um, hopefully I'll have some more uh, episodes on just uh, continued conversation on magic. Thanks for listening.